Jesus once asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? My friends, the question is so important that one's eternal fate hinges upon the answer to that question. You not only need to be ready to answer the question for yourself, but I think you also need to be prepared to ask the question, if not listen and pray. Welcome. Hello, Hopeful. This is Roger Corville, and this is for the Hope's Always Be Ready segment. Here, we supplement our daily Bible read-through with a short exploration of an idea, something that relates to us thinking strategically and biblically, if not living more effectively as Sunday morning touches down on Monday morning. Now, Easter is a week and a half away, which happens to coincide with our reading in the New Testament in John. And we're beginning to see a rise of people who believe and a rise of people who provide some opposition, right? They're coming to grips with who this Jesus guy is, and they're even arguing about who he is. And the question is, or at least should be, as sobering now as it was then. Why? As R.C. Sproul puts it, A recycled Christ, a Christ of compromise, or an imaginary Christ can redeem no one. And I'm going to add this to it. That, my friends, is how we end up with plans and life plans and politics whereby we end up trying to save ourselves. Now, here's why we need to get super clear. This is R.C. Sproul again. He writes, A Christ who is watered down, stripped of power, debased of glory, reduced to a symbol, or made impotent by scholarly surgery is not Christ, but Antichrist, against Christ. Because to supplant the real Jesus with a substitute is to work against Christ. To change or distort the real Christ is is to oppose him with a false Christ. My friends, we here on this program spend a lot of time talking about what is true versus not true. And we do this in part because Jesus himself made that a priority. He said, I am the truth. But in our our world, and this is why I think this really touches down, particularly right here and today in 2023, many times no one is asking what is true or isn't true in the ultimate sense of reality. Sure, they're interested in what's true if their bank account shows up wrong, right? But not in the ultimate sense. And the enemy and the antichrists don't argue that Christianity isn't true because they don't have an argument, right? Their argument emotionally is that it's bad. Outside the church and even inside the church, I can still hear Paul's words to the churches in Galatia. He called them fools. And then he writes this. I am amazed that you are so quickly turning away from him who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another gospel, but there are some who are troubling you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you a curse be on him and we have said it before i now say it again if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you received a curse be on him it's galatians 1 like 
6 to 9. My friends, to be redeemed and to have assurance of our salvation, we've got to rid ourselves of imitations. We need a real Jesus. Because a false Jesus produces a false gospel, and a false gospel renders false conversion and false hope. Why should we ask the who is Jesus question? Well, we're going to look at that in the days to come. If someone wants love and justice and human flourishing, don't they really want true love and true justice and true human flourishing? With the real Jesus, there is no separation between the person and the work and the message. And it just so happens he came to seek and save the lost. I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.